Olivia Jane. What are you doing? I'm supposed to go first. It's Daniel Perez. Excuse me. I'm the star of the show. Uh. Good evening, and welcome to the DOP podcast. Uh, your host, Daniel Perez, and my co-host, Olivia Jane, Woo! are here to introduce ourselves to our listeners today. Um, we thought that we'd come up with three questions to uh, for you guys to get to know us a little better. So after going through our, an abundance of horrific questions, we were able to weed out three that we think might actually keep you here for the rest of the podcast. So my co-host right here is going to tell you what we're going to be covering today. So the first question is, where are you from? Very important question. Next question will be your personality type. And then we're going to finish it off with what inspires you. So let's start off with where you're from. Okay, um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. He's from Staten Island, New York. That's absolutely not true. No, not at all. I actually moved to Staten Island when I was five years old. That is correct. But um, I spend pretty much my whole life in Brooklyn. I uh, spend all of elementary school in Brooklyn um, in sixth grade. Then in seventh grade, I transferred to Staten Island for two years. And then once high school came around, I went back and transferred to Brooklyn, spent my freshman year and middle of my sophomore year there. Then I transferred to Staten Island. Um, but the end of my junior year, I moved back to Brooklyn. And then I spent all the way till my second year of college in Brooklyn. And then I did move back to Staten Island, but that's when I started working with your dad, which was in Brooklyn, and I've been working in Manhattan ever since. Well, I met you in Staten Island. You were in high school in Staten Island as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and you were also born here, so I would say that's where I was, I was born in Brooklyn, first of all. I got a little Staten Island spice in there. I'll give you that. But it's more like 60% Brooklyn. I'll throw you a bone and give you 40% Staten Island. Okay. Well... <laughs> Your parent, uh, your mom would beg to differ, so. My mom's always trying to bust my balls, all right? So she spent, obviously, her whole life in Brooklyn. She moved to Staten Island about, like, 33, 34 years old. So you know how Brooklynites are. They try to, like, low-blow you. Well, well, (laughs) he likes to act like he knows Brooklyn like the back of his hand. So I think that has to do with it, too. She actually does. True. But I know a lot about Brooklyn. I've been, listen, I feel that... Uh, okay, we agree that we're a product of our environment, correct? Of course. So I feel that since I spend so much time in Brooklyn, and especially the critical years of like, you know, when you're growing up of your teenage years up until your early 20s, that has a lot to do with molding you and shaping you to who the person you are today is. And Brooklyn has a whole different environment. Like, if you think about it... Every borough has like a, even though it's only a bridge away, every borough has a different vibe, a different swag, a different aura. And I've never felt that I projected a Staten Island aura. So do you feel that you don't resonate with a Staten Island aura? Or do you not want to seem like you have the Staten Island aura? Do you understand what I'm trying to ask? Did that make no sense? No, no, I think it did. Like, uh, are you, are you, obs- are, do you have this like obsession with the Brooklyn swag? Because you think it's cooler and you want people to see you as that? Or do you inside truly not resonate with people from Staten Island? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, like I said, I worked in a hotel, uh, the hotel industry. So um, I've met people from all over the world. And, um, you know, maybe that has a little bit to do with, like, the fact that Brooklyn has its own legacy. So people, even when they're coming from Germany and, you know, Switzerland, they still want to make time to see Brooklyn because Brooklyn has its own legacy. Like, So you, so... 
it's more of a thing for you, okay, like in the hotel industry, you have people from, like you just said, people from around the world coming in. And they say, oh, are you from here? And you're like, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> it sounds cool to you, right? You don't want to say I'm from Staten Island. They're going to be like, um, come again? Is that <laughs> they why? They don't even know what Staten Island is. Exactly. That's what I just said. They're going to be like, wait, where? Well, you know, like I said, maybe. And then you have to do the whole explaining thing, like, oh, yeah, it is yeah, a yeah. borough. I, I, can't, I can't be going on and, and doing my whole life story to these guests, even though I have done it few times right. <laughs> but no what i will say is this you have a point on that aspect but i do think that i was molded by my environment like when you spend a lot of time brooklyn's just different the people it's more diverse it's a, a lot more fast pace it has a different culture and i feel like a lot of the chemical makeup of who i am was influenced heavily from brooklyn because even with my best friends when i was living in staten island i would always travel to brooklyn hang out with brooklyn um, and in Manhattan, so I wouldn't spend a lot of time in Staten Island. The only time I started spending time in Staten Island was when we met. And then, you know, when we stopped talking for a little while, I went back to all Brooklyn, all Manhattan. So I felt like that that I spent most of my time there, and that's what really resonated with me. Because, like, for example, I'll give you an example. Shout out to my cousin Charlie. Uh, Charlie was born in Park Slope, his whole life, born and raised. And he has, he has all that Brooklyn, like, embedded in him. But he moved to Staten Island, and you could tell that his swag, his aura, the way he moves is just different. You could tell that he's not from Staten Island. Versus, shout out to my cousin, my other cousin Anthony. Anthony grew up, born and raised in Staten Island, and hung out in Brooklyn a little bit. But he's more of like the Staten Island aura, the Staten Island feel. You get what I'm saying? So, so you could tell the difference. So I feel that when I meet people, I project more Brooklyn vibes. But I do have some Staten Island vibes also because I've been here. And I know Staten Island pretty well also. So maybe you can explain to me then a clear, not just like vibe and swag, maybe like a clear difference between Staten Island makeup and Brooklyn makeup. Because I know I go to Salem in Massachusetts every year, right? And whenever we meet people there, automatically they look at me, they're like, yo, you're an Italian from New York, aren't you? (laughs) Right away. Or even in Jersey, like it's like right here. But they'll be like, you're from New York. So how come I get that too? People know I'm from New York and I don't have swagger or whatever. I mean, I don't think I do. Well, you spent a lot of time in Manhattan. You know what I mean? I would right. not say that no? that had anything to do with who I am. I, don't, I mean, listen, I, I, like I said, Staten Island is part of New York. So, you know, but... So I'll, explain the So I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Even people from Brooklyn and Manhattan, they had that low, low bro. So like if you, for example, if you say like, oh, I live in Staten Island. They're like, you live in Staten Island. You don't even live in New York. Like people in Brooklyn and so Manhattan, it's a status thing they, for you. They, no, I'm just saying, I'm just giving a an example of how like they can't say that with me. Like I said, because I know myself. I know Manhattan better than anyone that I know in Staten Island because I spend so much time and I've experimented. I went to every restaurant, all the rooftop bars, all the clubs. All like I t- made a point to become a tourist. So every weekend I would drive to Manhattan, go to museums by myself, go to restaurants, different parks, like experience the culture Which of Manhattan. Which is cool because we are so close. We're from New York. People would die to come here. A lot of people. Absolutely. So it's awesome. I think everyone from New York, no matter where you're from, should do that. Be tourists in your own city. How many people you Especially know in Manhattan? Especially when you live in the greatest city well, in the not world. Even that. It is a greatest city, absolutely. So much pride for New York. But I'm saying, how many people you know, even not just Staten Island, because Brooklyn and Queens and the Bronx, people in New York in general... How many people you know never been to the Statue of Liberty? Never walked the Brooklyn Bridge? Never, well, the first... never been on the top of the Freedom Tower Wait, or the Empire State this, Building? people... The first time I went on the ferry, I was 17 years old. And I born and raised Staten Island, New York. First time I went on the ferry was when I was 17. And obviously, since I go to school in Manhattan now, I'm, I'm on it every day. But is that not insane? 
Exactly. I would tell people that and be like... You have been on top of the Empire State Building? Um, I actually think I have. Yeah? Top of the rock? Maybe I haven't. Rock Wait, no, Center? no. I went to that Freedom Tower. Um, that one, okay. Um, that was beautiful, by awesome. the way. If you're in New York, that is the thing to do. No, it's absolutely... Absolutely insane, right? But things, uh, the the High Line, you know, people don't even know what Bryant Park is or or Battery Park. Like well, th- th- this think, is insanity to me. Like, but this is that I think that's any anybody and wherever you live, you know what I mean? Like like if you went to Europe, you're gonna want to see all of Europe because this is maybe the only time you're there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even for me, I live on like I said, born and raised in Staten Island. I don't know half of this island. People are like, oh, you know, this by this spot. And I'm like, whoa, I've never been there. Uh, there are times where I'm driving. And I'm like, wait, this is Staten Island. This is crazy. So, like, I think that's kind of anything. So, if you're a, a person born and raised in Upper East Side Manhattan, maybe you don't go all around, like, but, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's a little I, bit different I, yeah, from No, Manhattan. no, there, there is a lot of people. And that's what I always said. Like, it's insane to me how people will create a whole like itinerary whenever they go to a different city and they do everything in that city. Meanwhile, they don't even know what's all in their whole backyard. Yeah. Literally right in your backyard, a bridge away, people will be like, oh, that's a far drive. Like, oh, and they right. and, and they go to Manhattan for their birthday or an occasion. I'm like, dude, you're in the greatest city in the world with the most opportunity and the diversity and every, I could go on, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a, <laughs> a New York fanatic. I mean, I got the freaking Empire State Building tattooed on my forearm. Mm-hmm. But, I say that there's so much opportunity, and I know, I know... I started that, by the way. <laughs> there was a time, don't get it twisted, America, there was a time where I... Well, I've always loved New York. I've always been obsessed with Manhattan. And I said to him, hey, let's go to Manhattan and go to Times Square. Oh, my God. People are so annoying. He had to push through people. He was having the worst time ever. And then we stopped talking for a while, popped back up, the greatest city in the world. And he's got old tats on his arm, so don't get it twisted. Well, well Times Square is a little bit different than downtown. No, but and, back and, then, you you can't even frost. Back listen, then, I you were not no, for I, it. I mean, listen, I like... I Maybe you were for Brooklyn, but you were not a Manhattanite back then. All right, I'll give it there that. There you go. I'll give it that. It was more like a going to the city to party kind of thing. Yeah. But then I realized, like, getting into the business world and, and you know, experiencing all the stuff and the people that you meet and the opportunities and the stuff that presents itself, it's like, it's unmatched. So um, I will never say I'm an advocate for, oh, Manhattan's the greatest place to live because, you know, the space is bad and all that stuff like that. But I'm saying as far as opportunity is concerned and as far as getting the most out of your life and experiencing something different every day, it's unmatched. It's unmatched. So um, definitely on that side of of the fence for for New York. But, um, you know, tell me how you feel Staten Island maybe have shaped you or made you... uh, you know, basically influence some of your personality traits. Well, I'm, I've am i been told by everybody that I am totally sheltered and in my bubble. <laughs> I mean, that also might have to do with just my parents because I've never really taken a city bus to school. Like, I've been driven to school forever. But I do think that's a Staten Island thing, too, because if I lived in Manhattan, it doesn't matter how how much my mom wants to shelter me, she can't. You know what I mean? Like, if, if we lived in an apartment in Upper East Side Manhattan, I'm taking that bus to school. Even if she's holding Train, my probably. hand. Train. Right. Because uh, I, I see it, though. Like, I see, sometimes you see those little kids with their huge backpacks that, like, eat them alive. Like, walking on the subway by themselves. I'm like, oh, my God. This little baby is sitting across from me by himself. It's mind-boggling. But then other times you see the little kids with their parents. So I'm sure that would be me. If I lived in Manhattan, my mom would come with me on the train every morning to school. But it's still a different totally different entity 
then getting driven and the only person you see is your mom in your air-conditioned car <laughs> from point A to point B every single day. So yes, I'm very sheltered. Me going to college in Manhattan was a culture shock for me. And I do love Manhattan, but it was, I was seeing things that I'd never seen before. I'm like, whoa, people are crazy and gross. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So definitely, I'll definitely give you that. Like, I am oblivious to most things. Do you know what I, <laughs> did you know what I used to have to do? It's funny you said that. Do you know what I used to have to do to go to school? Uh, I would have to wake up at like five something in the morning, right? Mm. I would take the 48 to Broadway, get off, wait for the 53, take the 53 to, to uh, Bay Ridge, get off, take the R train, then take the R train to 36 to the D train, then D train to New York High School. Jesus. And then same thing coming back. So I used to take eight transportation routes every day to go just to get to school. So, you know what I mean? When well, I... A New Yorker's life is commuting. Commuting, seriously. That's, if what, I could that's tell you how, life. If I could tell you how many hours I spend in my car, shit, man, I could have wrote a book while I was driving. Like, well, you should have. <laughs> Jeez. Put that voice memo up and start <laughs> yeah, going. Seriously, right? No, but Audible. I think, obviously, it, it's a completely different vibe, but I couldn't be happier. And there are things about Staten Island that I cannot stand. A lot of it's disgusting. But I couldn't be happier that I was born here because I get... The flavor of New York, you know what I mean? I could go whenever I want. It's it's right next to me, and I feel so lucky for that. But I also kind of have, like, a more chill life. Like, I, you know, I didn't spend... No, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I didn't spend my childhood, like, taking a thousand buses to get to school. Like, there was something wrong with it. <laughs> no, no, well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure people don't want to. But, like, you know, of course. That, But at the same token, you got... There's everything around you, like... You, like, and you could get away from the chaos. Yeah. So some people like that because, you know what, you're only a drive away or a ferry ride away from Manhattan. But if you want to get away from the chaos, you want to have a barbecue in your backyard. A lot of these people from Brooklyn, I'm telling you because, like, when I was there, they don't know what a pool is like. They're like, yeah. you got a backyard? Yeah, 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 you got yeah. a pool? You have a house? Like, you know what I mean? You have, it's crazy. It's insane. You, crazy. Have, you know what I mean? It's, so I guess you could argue, see, people always shitting on Staten Island, but you can argue that you had the best of both worlds type of deal. The only thing that sucks is when you're drinking in the city... How you getting back home? Right. <laughs> That's the only thing. I mean, there's good and bad about everything. Of course. Of course. But we can use this actually to segue into the next question, which is oh, there we go. personality traits. Oh. So I'm going to let you kick us off with that So one. actually, it's funny that you just wanted to segue now because I was just going to say something. So like I said before, I used to be totally obsessed with Manhattan. I was like, I am living in Manhattan, period, right? And the first time I realized it's not for me, so... I'm in school for musical theater, and we had private voice lessons. We still do. And my voice teacher lived in a beautiful apartment, okay? Like, Upper West Side was on Amsterdam in, like, 80-something, whatever. Not going to give her entire <laughs> address away. Go visit her. No, but it, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Her room was so, so cute, whatever. But for me to walk in the door, right? I knew all the doormen at that point. I was chatting with them like, hey, how are you? I had to sit in the lobby and wait for her to call me up. So interaction, number one. Then I would get on the elevator and you know, there's the old lady with her dog, there's the young lady with her baby in the carriage. Two interactions. I would get off the elevator, you know, a guy's coming in from his floor, going down and I'm getting off and three interaction. So <laughs> I'm pretty antisocial. So then you got the guy in the corner doing cartwheels on the sign. Right, exactly. <laughs> Interactions. So b bottom line of this elaborate, pointless story is that I realized, oh my goodness, in order for this poor woman to get her mail 
She has to talk to 15,000 people a day. <laughs> and that's not for me. Again, if you're like, if you're social, that's that would me. be fine for that's you. For You'd be like, oh, yo, Jimmy, what's up? Like, nah, I'm sorry. I don't want to see Jimmy every single day of my life. Not happening. We're going to so, get into that part. How, how, what I, why, why Manhattan is perfect for me in that aspect. Right. So I guess I'll hold off on this. I'll talk about the rest of my personality. Um, so I used to be, I mean, you might not notice it now, but I used to be super, super shy. When I was little, like I would hardly talk. I would shake if the teacher called on me in class, like that shy. And my mom was like, um, you should join the drama because my school had just got a new drama program. And I was like, uh, ew, no. Like, are you kidding me? I'm not doing that. She's like, no, you should. So I did it, fell in love, boom. Now I'm a psychopath, I'm loud. And I found my passion at such a young age. So I, I'm only saying that because I think that has a lot to do with my personality, musical theater. I've done it since I was eight years old and haven't stopped since. So I would say I'm pretty creative. Well, sorry to interrupt you on that, but I think that that's absolutely incredible. Because some people go their entire lifetime not understanding what their purpose is and not being able to grasp uh, something and really run with it or hit the ground running with it. And the fact that you were able to find that passion so early, it's envious. To, uh, it, 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 to be honest with you, I still don't know what my passion is. And I'm a very passionate person, but I can't find one thing to funnel all my energy in and get the most out of it so I'm like all over the place like scatterbrain galore mm -hmm. the fact that you were able to find that so early is incredible it's it's um it's a catch-22 is that the saying yeah yeah I would say I mean I totally agree with you maybe 80 percent the other 20 percent is like whoa I've put all my eggs in this basket forever and now it's like now so in high school People would be like, oh, you know, what are you going to go to college for? And I'd say musical theater. It's my dream. I want to be on Broadway. And at that point, I was confident in saying that because it's like, it's my dream, right? It was my dream. Now, when people are like, uh, what do you want to do? I say musical theater. And now it's not a dream. Now it's like, yo, girl, you got to get it done. And it's scary and it's stressful because I do, I do have other things that I like, but it's like, wow, this is my thing. People associate me with musical theater because it's been my thing for so long. So it's a catch-22 in the fact of, yes, I've been so lucky that I never had to question myself. I was like, this is what I want. But at the same time, now it's like, I can't fail. Like, I can't. Because then I'm going to feel some type of way. But, uh, agreed. But at least you know that you have more courage than 99% of people out there because people who have that dream won't pursue it because like, oh, I need something that makes more money. I need this. I need that. If you know that there's, as long as you know that you're doing everything you possibly can to get this done and allocating all of your resource, all of your time and, and giving every ounce of energy of yourself to perfecting your craft, even if it doesn't happen at the end of the day, you know, hey, I tried. Right. I gave it my all. And you could stay, stand face to face and look anyone else in the eye and be like, I tried. Yeah. I gave my all to something that I was passionate about. And even if it doesn't work out, that takes more courage than being, you know, quote unquote, a sellout and just doing something that, you know, hey, I'm going to make more money. So let me do well, it. Well, on that, um, I hear you and thank you. But I, I also going to give a shout out to my dad and mom and the best family anyone could ever ask for. Because I, I co-sign that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about money. Some people don't have a choice. So sometimes it's not about courage. Sometimes it's about True. I need to support myself because I have to. <laughs> like, it's life. True. You know what I mean? I am so fortunate and so grateful that I can pursue a dream. You know what? And they I, I, support me 
a thousand percent. I, I've I, listen. I'm human. I've had times where I didn't know if it was the right thing for me. My dad literally said, "Like you're not giving this up right now," and that's my. You know what I mean? So he's fully prepared, and so is my mom. Fully prepared to support me as long as I need that, and that is half the battle, I think, right there. That is definitely a privilege because yeah. there's there's some people out there that don't have that luxury. And like you said, they need to go and they need to make the money now. They need to support people now and they have people relying on them at an early age. Some people, their cards aren't dealt the same. And that's why, you know, you can't judge people because you never know their story. And, and what you see on the surface, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's harder for some people to prevail and to get out of whatever situation they get out and become something than other people. So that's why I never look at people and say, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. You don't know what it takes for them to get out those trenches. Right. Let's move on to the next part. So wait, your personality. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wait, let me actually, let me just finish off (laughs) one more uh, personality trait. Um, I'm like a super sympathetic person. Um, So much so that like I get second-hand embarrassment for people like do you you don't feel that do you i don't never but, yeah. but, I, but <laughs> you never felt that before but i always you know something i stuck in my mind yeah you always said you get so you get sad when you see somebody eating alone yes and, I, and when I see, so every time I go to a restaurant and I see somebody eating alone, it makes me think of you. Every yeah, time. But you don't think, you don't get sad. No, I, I, I go, I go <laughs> everywhere alone. I, I see, yo, I'm like, listen, fuck that. I ain't going to wait on it. Life ain't stopping for anybody, so I ain't going to wait around. If I reach out and somebody's like, oh, you know, on the fence, I go to the museums by myself. I go fucking to roller coasters by myself. I go to a bar by myself and start talking to... God knows who, and people are probably looking at me like, who do, who the hell is this guy? It's weirdo right. talking to everybody. in this place? <laughs> but I'm, I'm a very, I'm a social butterfly, man. So yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, I ain't going to wait around for, for anyone else. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And well, I and ask then, questions And if right I now. saw you eating alone, I would go, oh, look at that guy eating alone. But you That's wouldn't come so up to me. Set. Nope. But I saw if you eating alone, I'm like, yo, what's up, kid? Can I sign in? Yo, so you, you want, you know what, waiter, you know what, just bring the drinks to this table. I'm here. And I'd be like, please get me out of here. <laughs> but I guarantee you by the end. Be like, whoops, got to go to the bathroom we, and jump be, out the window. No, we'd be friends. Yeah? Yeah, I believe it. Well, you're pushy, so. Yeah, true. I'd be just be diving into people's conversations. I'd be like, Terrible. what the Terrible. hell? Terrible. One time I was in a bar and um, I'm sitting down at the bar and this woman's talking to this guy and she has an Australian accent. And somehow I segued and said, you know, it's funny. Oh, <laughs> I heard God. your accent and my general manager actually from Australia. And then I just jump in and I wind up having a freaking hour and a half long conversation with these random people, cracking up, buying them rounds of drinks, they're buying me rounds. And by the end of the night, I felt like I damn near knew the people my whole life. It's funny because like, I can be friendly. Like yesterday, I, like, I would talk to that guy, like that, you know, that guy that came up to the table. Yes. So I was talking to him up a storm. It just depends on my mood. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I hear you got an Australian accent, mate. Like, I'm not going to come up to <laughs> random people and just just push myself into their conversations. I'm not, I can't do that. Well, t- talk about your personality for a second. I'm very social. I do not stop talking, guys. I'm warning you this now. I don't know if you noticed so far over the 25 or so minutes on here, but I just can't stop talking. <laughs> I mean, I hope I have some interesting things to say, but I talk all the time. Um, very adventurous, very social. I'll, I'll, you know, make friends with Jack on the corner, and then I'll be, I'll be sitting down with the homeless guy in the corner having a six pack, asking him how he got to where he got. Like <laughs> that's the type of social I am. And do you want to sleep over? Exactly. No, I don't know about all that part. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm very, I'm very competitive. 
<laughs> very competitive. Uh, very passionate. Don't play Monopoly with this guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she could tell you, uh, like, Horrible. seriously. It's like, yo, you wait. I'm finishing that coffee before you. Bet me. Right now. I'm like, I don't care if you throw <laughs> it across the floor. But, uh, you know, and I'm very, uh, I would say I'm, I'm very passionate. You know, when I, there's a subject, there's very few subjects that I ain't passionate about, mm. by the way. <laughs> she could tell you. Yeah. But I am like... You would th- you would think that I'm being sponsored by whatever I'm talking <laughs> about because I just go in, and it, you know, I'm very very passionate. But I think you're passionate too. Of course, I'm passionate. Different way though. Di- well, mm, it's it's funny because when you're talking to somebody, you take a position, right? You take backseat driver or you take driver, you know, or maybe passenger seat and driver. You're always in the driver's seat. So I always tell him like me in conversations with other people, he would be like, who is this girl? Because I turn into you sometimes. Yeah. Yes. I told you that pe- people at a point in my life did not want to talk to me because I was, I would cause fights. I was obnoxious. Like, but with you, I don't do that and I can't do that because then we'd just both be screaming the whole entire time and no one would hear anything. So I'm, I'm passionate like you about certain things, but I think I'm a little bit better at just being like, all right, whatever. You want to think that? Go ahead. Cool. Like, He's not. He can't do that. I get tunnel vision. Like, I have to impose my will. And he I doesn't have... even think of what he's saying. Yeah, that's He true. just says. I got no filter. Yeah. She has to let me know. That's why good thing we have editing on this. <laughs> <laughs> because you want you don't want to hear the first take. Right. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I just, I go in and it's just like, I don't know what it is, but like the blood courses through me. I'm overwhelming, overbearing. I got to keep looking at the little audio, making sure I'm not in the red so I don't <laughs> blast your eardrums because I just go in. You know what I mean? But, you know, there's there's a lot of, I, I'm just, I think, I mean, obviously I have a lot of shortcomings in that area that, you know, I need to improve on. But I think that life, the best people in the world are the passionate people. I feel like you need more of that in life sometimes. A- yes, absolutely. Too many people are nonchalant about life in general, you know? They're like expressionless, like, motionless. Like, have you ever met somebody or talked to somebody when you're like, what, like, what excites you? What ignites your flame. I don't know. Yeah. What do you like to do? I I listen to music, I guess. Like, what? Like, tell me you. I need to know why. What makes you, what makes that blood course through your veins? What makes you get up in the morning and say, yo, I'm going to tackle this day. All right. So how about this question then? Do you think that they don't have that and that's just their personality? Or do you think it's somewhere in them and maybe, maybe they're discouraged or maybe they're embarrassed or afraid? Like, do you think it's possible that some people are just not like that? Uh, yeah, you know, because I, I know there's certain, like, people who are passionate, but they don't just don't express themselves the same way I do. Like, some people think I'm cracked out. Like, yo, well, I, yeah. I went to the nightclub completely sober, like, didn't even have a drink, and I'm dancing on the freaking sofa going all, like, ham, and these people are like, yo, how drunk is this dude? And I'm like, I'm sober. <laughs> like, these people think I'm, like, a loony bin, bro. Or I'll come in, they're like, yo, did you have an espresso monster and five-hour energy right before you came simultaneously? And that's just who I am. I'm, like, out of control. I'm a nut job. But I, well, you're the extreme extreme. That is true. I don't even know how we get along. So, oh, we don't get along. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you're you're a different case altogether. I'm not talking about you or anybody like you. I just mean in general. Do you think that some people are? Because I have a few people in my head, and it's not a bad thing. Mm. But they are. They just don't. They're cornflakes. No, Bland. Well, <laughs> flour. I'm, seriously, like tofu. What's spice? Flour. If they were a spice, it'd be flour. You ever heard that? No, but I heard tofu. But like spices. 
If you were a spice, you'd be flour. I'd be it's like funny. the hottest pepper right. in the world. You'd be like that ghost pepper that you tried to kill your grandmother with. Oh my god. Yo, you He's the that? worst person <laughs> ever. From this, whatever, restaurant, there was like the hottest, right, wings that you could get. Back to my competitiveness, right? No, no, back to the competitiveness. Uh, the person we were with said, yo, listen, I bet you you can eat all six of these. If you can, then I'll pay for the whole meal. So I'm like, I bet. So what's up? And I lost Yo, and Bobby. he tried to feed them to his grandmother after the fact. Horrible. I was like, no, no. She's like, Bobby, is, are, are these spicy? I'm like, no, no, no. They go, okay. They, they go, okay. <laughs> you were, uh, like, awful. Yo, I, I took a bite and I was dying. Like, the waiter was just looking at me. I was like, <laughs> yo, this shit is... Then I tried to wipe my eye and the shit got in my eye and I'm dying on the thing. I'm like, ah. And, and, like, she was embarrassed and I was just like, Bliss. I was drinking through the pitcher and shit. It was crazy. Gross. <laughs> So yeah, he's psychotic. Where was I going with that? Um, the bland flower people. Flower people, right. No, yeah, the question was, not your extreme, but do you think that those people who, when you say, you know, what's your passion or what do you want to be? What do you, anything. Like, they just seem to never really have much of an opinion. Do you think that they're just nonchalant? Like, not to stereotype, but you know, Cali people, like the, the stereotype is they're just like, yeah, like, right chill. on, man. Yeah, they're chilling. Cool, dude, like, gnarly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're just chilling. So, do you think, like, you, we're from New York? Yeah. So maybe that's that? I think New York mentality is definitely a thing. But the people I'm thinking of are from New York. Uh, you so, know what? Everyone who's born in New York is not really built for New York sometimes. A lot of people are more like my sister. My sister was born and raised here, can't stand it. Like, every day she's like, I'm miserable, I need to get out my dude. It's not that serious. Like, look around. And she's like, how do you see this? The filth, the rats. Look at the traffic. Yeah. She's like, look at the traffic. It's disgusting. I got to walk on the subway. It smells like piss. And I'm like, you know, that's like the aroma of the gods. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're in New York. (laughs) Strong nostrils, strong man. Exactly. No, but to be honest with you, uh, I think that some people have it in them. I think that it's in their brain, but they just, you know, people have a pro- have an issue or, you know, expressing themselves. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard thing to do. Not everyone yeah. can do that. And that shows that, you know, performing arts people, maybe those things, like, I'm not saying it's easy to do math or science or anything like that. Those are some lucrative fields and they're very, very difficult to do. But some people can't go on stage and, right. and perform because it's, they're sweating. They're like, yo, people are looking at me and the pressure falls on them. So I think that expressing themselves, it's, it takes a special person to be able to really articulate themselves and express themselves because I think it's one of the hardest things because a lot of people are afraid of judgment and a lot of people are afraid of, you know, really putting themselves out there. And well, I, you know. It's kind of funny that you say that because I think that I'm like that a little bit or I used to be. And I've, like I said, I've been in theater f- since I was eight years old, but only more recently in a my starring role as Evita in my senior year of high school, which was my pride, most prideful moment, because I, whatever. But um, I did used to have a problem with, like, overthinking, even when I was on stage. And I would I would always worry about if I looked stupid. You know what I mean? That's why improv was my worst nightmare. If you're a theater person, you know what I'm talking about. I was always jealous of the people who loved it and were good at it. It was my worst nightmare. Improv. Because you're a goofball. But I was like, I'm going to look stupid. I'm not going to be funny enough. Blah, 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 blah. Nonsense, right? But it it does take work. Yeah. It takes work. Because now... But, you I know, mean, the theater element kind of allows you to... It helped me. Yeah, but it also, I think you like that, like you said, because you could kind of 
forget about yourself and and become someone else exactly. for a little while, exactly. and then though there's no strings attached to that, you feel free a little Absol- bit, right? Oh my god! Describe like during, a little bit that. that during a vi- well, it it again, funny you said that because, again, for all my actors out there, you know what I'm talking about. You could be on stage, and if you're in your head even a little bit, you know it, you feel it, like. You could go through the motions because you're a good actor, whatever, but you feel it. You don't feel that that special thing. When I was in Evita, I felt that thing from the beginning to the end. When I went off stage, I was still Ava Perone, and I was like, yo, what is she doing right now? What am I doing right now? What would I be doing right Method now? Method actress. But that, I'm telling you, and when I was on stage, I didn't feel like Olivia at all. So Ava Perone got cervical cancer, right, toward the end of her life, and... She was would be in severe pain. So in, in one of the scenes toward the end of the show, she had to scream, right, and, and fall. And past me would be so nervous about that. Past me would probably do that entire scene just thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have to scream and fall soon. Because that could be an embarrassing thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm telling you, like, I felt that pain in in my, wow. like, I, I was in that. Like like nothing I've ever felt. Uh, that's before. why I respect method acting the best. Just and people, people, I can't explain. It. Again, actors will understand what I mean. It's just that certain feeling. It's like I'm I'm not here. I am Ava Perone, and you cannot tell me differently. Like there was no such thing as I'm embarrassed right now. No such thing as that. Mm, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. And with that, let's segue now into our inspiration because oh. now, you're, now you're inspiring me <laughs> with this like method acting i think i might you know listen i didn't want to tell you this but mm-hmm. you know i am a broadway star oh my god yes. why did you just spill the beans yeah, so quick I, I didn't want to tell you that you know what I mean? oh but he you, also i got a couple um, connects uh I'll sign you he off. also wrote uh hamilton and american musical so that is true yeah i you know what the reason is my schedule was just too jam-packed so i said lynn take it take yeah. care no didn't lynn i know i know lynn, I got didn't, yeah. didn't lynn come up to you and be like since you did such a great job within the heights can i please have this too she's yeah. i'm so busy i forget she i know like i know yeah. i know i i understand but you know I, i'll give him a call out there and give him a shout out <laughs> okay you know cool I mean? cool right. but we'll, we'll get on to this maybe we'll have him on yeah <laughs> special guest <laughs> next week lynn manuel Miranda. there you go some puerto rican pride in there yes um but as far as like what inspires us you know, I would say what inspires me some of the most is I just, like, I want to be great. Mm-hmm. I want to be great. You know, a segue into this, like, I, I've i always felt that I was destined for greatness. That That's that's what I've thought. And that's not even being full of myself or into no. myself. I'm just, you know, telling you guys, giving you a gateway into my mind, let you know it's how, authentic. Exactly, how I grew up. And this is what I always felt like. You know, I've met a lot of people in my life. I've come across a lot of people. And listen, maybe this may rub some people the wrong way, but I'm just speaking my truth. You know, I, I worked in the hotel industry for about three years. And I've came across every day hundreds of people from all over the world. And I've met a lot of people and I've been blessed to have come across so many incredible, passionate, intelligent, inspiring people in my life. Olivia is one of them. My best friend in the world is RZ, man. I tell you, that's my brother for life. Him, Kevin, you know, I even shout out people like Jason who are really cool. Um, you know, I, 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 Azar, Amar, Richard. Like, I could go down the list all day and say how many people I've come across that are incredible. And, you know, the fact that when amazing people like that say that it had an impact on them is one thing. 
But also when I come across all these people from all over the world and they've told me like, yo, there's something about you, man. You're like, you're special. You're so like, I, I, I want to, you know, I want to continue to stay in contact with you. I want to be with you. You make me feel like, you know, alive. You make me, give me an adrenaline rush. Like what inspires me is all these people that have come across who told me that I want to prove them right. Like I want to show them like, listen, they they saw something. They saw, they saw me coming. They saw this and when I, I want to make myself a brand, I want to make, I want to market myself that I'm a brand and I want to use that platform to be genuine and to give back to all those people that, you know, believed in me and saw that I want to, I want them to enjoy the fruits of my labor too. Cause I know it's hard work and I know that you know even if I don't become whatever I want to become, you know what I mean? Cause I want, of course I want to make it. I want to be somebody important. I want the money, but I want the money to provide for the people that are closest to me. I don't need the cars. I don't need the the huge houses or the or the, the the clothing. I've never been into that. I want that money to provide for the people that have been in my corner and always told me that you're gonna be something. That's that's what inspires me. So, people like The Rock, you know, I, I would just him for for one is a big inspiration to me because he's so charismatic. He knows how to captivate a room he knows how to walk into an, uh, 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 a stage uh, uh, of a 50,000 people and just have all of them eating out of the palm of his hand and it's all genuine like at least it comes across to me he interacts with his friend fans as busy as he is so pull over take pictures with them sign their their pictures sign their you know stuff and and just be a presence and that shows me that he Really, he takes his fame and understands that I have a platform and I'm giving back to these people. And I'm showing them that I'm not, I'm only here because of the people. So I always stood for the people's champion, he calls himself. So I always stood for that, the people's champion. I want to be inspired by The Rock and I want to be the people's champion. So that people, you know, look to me for entertainment, look to me to inspire them and look to me to to just give back, man. And And that's just something that inspires me and that's something I work towards every day. Wow. Beautiful. I think you. That can was from that. the heart. That was from the heart. I think you can do that. Thank you. You got it Appreciate in you. That. You do. So, what inspires you? Well, I think. I mean, wow. I, I'm like, how can I follow this? This is just amazing. <laughs> well, no. I mean, what inspires me? Um, I guess empathy and kindness and compassion. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. Um, I think everyone's. Well, you said competitive. You're competitive. There's nothing wrong with healthy competition. But I think in this world, it is a doggy dog world, as they say. But I think it's a little harsh and it's a little too much. And obviously, you need to compete to succeed, especially in theater. I mean, in anything, really. But in theater, it's you want the role. That means the hundred people that auditioned are not getting the role. So that is something that I've kind of struggled with um, in in my career choice as well. I know that when I was in high school, um, I was very like, oh, well, you know, if I didn't get something, I'd be like, they needed it more than me. I've always had that mentality and that's not maybe a strong mentality, but I'm going to keep that mentality because when I put my head on my pillow at night, I'm like, I feel like I'm being a good nah, person. I gotta be a dog. Like, yo, I got my foot on your <laughs> neck. That's it. This is my role. I'll never be like that. I will never, ever be like that. I think, I think... There is a way for everybody to succeed and get what they want without tearing other people down. And I'm going to use a Gary V quote. I, if you guys don't know who Gary V is. By the is, way, I put her on. 
He put me on. Tell them quickly who he is. Gary Vee's uh, entrepreneur that I really follow heavily. Like he, I, I think he's awesome because he was an immigrant, came over, he worked for his dad's wine business for most of his life, and then he decided to venture off and you know get into digital marketing, want his own wine business, and all this other stuff. He wants to buy the New York Jets, by the way. Shout out, that's my favorite team. <laughs> but he, he, the reason why I follow him and why I put Olivia on to him is because he's genuine. Like he's never trying to sell you anything. He's never trying to put a sales pitch. He's just real he, he's like yo listen i'm fucking real this is my tr this is my stuff and i want to see other people win exactly and i'm inspired by that i think um he i am not gonna get the quote exactly right but he said something like if i want to build the biggest building in town i'm gonna do that i'm not gonna do it by knocking everyone else's building down and building a mediocre building no i'm just gonna make the biggest building period and obviously, I'm not perfect. I'm still a human. I can be pretty judgmental. Um, and that's definitely a flaw that I have. But I'm working on it. And I hope that one day I can inspire people to be more compassionate, be more empathetic, and help other people grow. Not just be so focused on yourself. Like And I'm her first... Uh, I'm her first uh, trial. Yes. Yes, you're my first experiment. Well... I hope it works. But yeah, that's that that's what inspires me. Just and when I see that, I love it. When I see people who support other people, I'm like, that's awesome. And and their success means a lot more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they never that. have to knock someone down on the way. You know, I, I think that you want to create, you know, like I was saying about earlier about having those, you know, this my as like as always says, there's there's uh, five pillars in your life. So I think that you have to find the five pillars of what makes what you prioritize and what makes you you and focus on the five pillars and that's the key to success in life. And I think that one of the pillars should be the people you surround yourself with. Because again, it sounds generic. The people who you hang out with, you are who you hang out with. Absolutely. So if you can get a group of people who are like-minded, not even have to be like-minded, but kind-hearted or share your morals. Or they push you to succeed and push you to be your best. Just their presence is, inspires you to do better. You guys can build a, a, if you have that little network of people you and everyone's like successful in their own fields, you guys could build each other, keep everything in that circle, inner circle, and you guys can grow together. I mean, hey, including Azar with you and I, we got, <laughs> we got endless hotel rooms, we got a sales guy, <laughs> you got free entertainment, and you got healthcare. Boom. Yeah, all in one. Boom. And t-shirts. And uh, custom t-shirts, Fully clothed. Baby. Fully cold. You never have to walk around nude. masks. Yes, I'll go on all day. Shorts. Shh. Freaking embroidery embroidery coming soon. I mean, You're going to have those hats. Woohoo! Amazing. Yeah. Wait till you get those D.O.P. shirts. There you go. Woohoo! Damn, oh, merch. Yeah, that's it. Move out the way, Gucci. Move out, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see right. those D.O.P. kids. $600 t-shirts. That's And that's a deal. Yeah. Uh, $600? Absolutely. It's not that mad. They, I hear on the streets, they go for ten grand. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Already. See? Lynn wants one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> First client, Lynn. Shout out to Lynn. <laughs> but we want to just, uh, we want to thank you guys for taking, uh, letting us rob 45 minutes or so of your life that you're never going to get back. Um, hopefully, you <laughs> thought you spent... it was worth it. <laughs> Listen, time is the most valuable currency in the world. Um, so, we're glad that you guys paid us transaction write the check to daniel Price honored actually and olivia jane honored actually <laughs> but no we really we really enjoy this guys we like to have awesome conversations all the time we feel like we're very deep people so if we could just be genuine and not generic and just speak our truths and just be ourselves you know what i mean i think it's awesome to sit there and 
you know, speak to people who are listening and anyone else who wants to, you know, do something like that. I mean, we listen to podcasts all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, let us know. We'll jump yes. in on that. Absolutely. But definitely, if you can, you know, subscribe to our channel and, you know, hopefully weekly we'll have some pretty entertaining videos. Um, and so what gonna are we be- going to do? We're going to do, since this was our first video, right? Mm-hmm. So that we got the intros out of the way. You can expect some book reviews because yes. we love to read. You can expect some hot and heavy debates. Oh, a lot of debates coming this way. This is just an introduction. I'm just getting warmed up. Oh, God. Everyone hold on to your horses. If you want to run, do it now. (laughs) So, yeah, you can expect uh, an eclectic um, grouping of things. Of course. Uh, And, of course, we'll label it in the the, uh, title what we're going to be talking about. So, you know. You'll never have to waste your time if you're not interested. Exactly. Business management we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, you know. Life and the, the the greater purpose and all kind of debates on that. Right. Like I said, musical theater, like everything under the sun, it's coming. It's, it's coming, coming, baby. So be prepared. 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 Be prepared.